Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 123. Hope you are doing great. Uh, whatever time of day that you are listening to this podcast, uh, just want to say thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And I love Uh, I've said this so many times. I love that there are people all around the country. Um, I don't know if there's people around the world, but if there are, how cool it is that we're all working through Scripture together. I love that, that we're wrestling through these passages and trying to figure it out. So I love that. I love that you're listening. I love that you're trying to figure out what does it mean to listen to the Word of God and grow deeper in my understanding of it. What is it? How will it actually impact my life today? Look, we've only been given today. That's it. You've not been given tomorrow. In fact, you've not been given the next moment that you have your right in front of you. Uh, you you're living right now in the now, like it's such a gift from God. Like so, you guys woke up. You ladies woke up, and that's a big deal. And so in that beautiful gift that God gives us of life, what does it look like to really live this out for the glory of God? What does it actually mean to live in light of all that the scripture is encouraging and challenging us to live into? And that's why I love doing this podcast. That's why I love the Bible, because honestly, on my own, I just feel lost. And I feel like the scriptures just give me guidance I can hear the Spirit of God like whispering in my ear. It feels that way. It's in my heart. It's in my soul. He's directing my paths right through his word. And so I hope it's done that for you, for a lot of you. And maybe some of you are like on your way back. You're trying to figure it out, right? You're like, man, I used to be connected to this, but I'm, I'm not anymore. But I'm just trying to figure this out. Welcome. So glad you're here. Um, a part of my journey is just literally trying to figure out what does it look like to reconnect with Jesus, reconnect with his word, and find life and life to the full. So I hope that's a part of the goal that you're going after. And I just really do appreciate you listening in and sharing it with other people. It's kind of awesome to do this together. Uh, Also, just want to say thanks. We had a couple of new donors this week uh, that gave to our Patreon page, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional. Just want to do a shout out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for being a part uh, of this podcast and making it happen. I really, really do appreciate it. If you'd like to make a donation, you can go there and do that. All right. We have been in Philippians. uh, And I don't know about you. If you haven't listened to episode 121, 122, I I would encourage you to do that. I, I just love that, um, and I'm feeling really passionate about these passages because I think it feels so contextual uh, for what's going on right now. Like, we just need this. We need to be reminded that our unity as brothers and sisters in Christ, it matters. We need to remind ourselves that humbling ourselves matters, right? God blesses the humble, He just blesses the humble and he turns away from the proud, right? So I want to remember that. And what does that mean? It means when I humble myself, um, that means other people get to see Jesus through the way I live my life, through the way I serve them, because that's what he did uh, for me. And so Philippians, I love this book. And so many people are asking, I get questions all the time that people are going like, where would I, you know, where would I start reading? Start reading in Philippians, 
right? Start thinking about Paul, who's in prison. Pastor Paul's in prison. And he's writing this letter to this little church and just going, keep these things in mind. This is really important. But at the end of the day, what he's pointing them to is keep your eyes on Jesus. So as we come in to Philippians 2, 5 through 8, I have to be saying, I have to say, I've been waiting for this moment to get to this passage. And it says this, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, this mind of unity, this mind of humility. Uh, Verse 6, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Slow down at some point today and just hang on to this passage. I cannot express how much this passage impacts me, how much it convicts me and challenges me. And I I just would love if you would just take some time this week with this passage. Just sit in it, soak it up. It is so theologically dense with the love of God displayed through his son, Jesus. It's so theologically, there's so much here. And this is a short little podcast. So we're just going to, I'm just going to work through some things that were impactful to me as I read this passage. And as I think about Jesus, Paul is saying, this is what I want you to do. And maybe today you just think about Jesus. Paul's going, think about Jesus. You know, when is the last time you just stopped to think about Jesus? When's the last time you considered his birth, that God was born as a human, (laughs) Emmanuel, God with us, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill towards men for born today in the city of David is a savior. Consider his life. As you read through the Gospels, and if you haven't done that, get into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Consider his life, how he lived his life. Look how he loved and cared and served. Think about his death. Think about his resurrection. Consider his ascension into heaven. Consider the work that he continues to do in heaven right now for you. Isn't that incredible? It should blow our minds when we think about all that Jesus has done for us. He changed the game. As a result of his sacrifice and laying down his life, we are made right before God. Those of us who choose to commit him as Lord and Savior of our lives and nothing else. And he prepares a place for us, but he goes, as we said in another podcast, he petitions God for our behalf. He prays for us. Think how beautiful these things are. He isn't some distant, irrelational God. He 
loves us. And that's why John, the writer of the gospel, John, reminds us that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Eugene Peterson's translation says that he moved into the neighborhood. Jesus is God. And what did Jesus do? He didn't come riding down on a comet in in some mythical way, right? No. He was born to a humble, nobody virgin in a nobody town. But he is God. And what does Emmanuel do when he comes to us? He humbles himself and loves us and serves us. He didn't walk around with his chest all puffed up. He didn't say, oh, look at all my accolades. Do you know I created everything? Do you know I, he, 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 he didn't do that. He didn't have to. He constantly reminded people who he was and he pointed people to the father. He didn't remind us of our brokenness. Instead, he met the brokenness and healed us one soul at a time. He said, even in your brokenness, he didn't lord that over us. Sorry, you you don't count. Like if you remember, there's this passage, I think it's in Matthew, where the Pharisee is praying and he's thanking God that he's not like the sinners. And then you have this tax collector He's like broken before God, right? Jesus wasn't like the Pharisee. He wasn't like that. In fact, he's blessing, he's blessing this tax collectors whose heart is focused in on God. He emptied himself. He emptied himself to the point of being tempted by Satan. He grieves over the loss of Lazarus, his, one of his good buddies. He weeps over Jerusalem and with bleeding tears in the garden, he releases his will to the father, empties himself. His crucifixion was not just painful from a human perspective, but from divinity as he screams, Eli, Eli, lama shabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The father turns from the son as he takes our sins upon himself, the full wrath of God released on the only one who could stand in our place so that we now are called righteous as a result of his sacrifice, his propitiation. Sit in that for a moment. How wonderful. Paul is sitting in prison thinking of this little church and going, look at Jesus. Look at how he lived his life. And why is Paul so concerned with us doing all this considering about what Jesus has done? Because Jesus loved you and me this way. 
He sacrificed everything. And the question that, that, that Paul is trying to help us kind of work through and challenge us in is this, will you do the same thing? Will you do the same thing? Will you serve them? Will you sacrifice for them? Will you lay down your will and your plans in order that other people will see Jesus? Look to Jesus. Look what he's done for you. Look how he loves you. Look how he cares for you. Look how he emptied himself out. God Almighty. So that we could be reconciled. Isn't that beautiful? Consider that work. And then consider what it means for you to live in light of that work. To exemplify that in all that you do. It's an, it's an incredible, it's an incredible example. That's why, you know, in Hebrews uh, 12, it says, look to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Look to Jesus. Everything's pointing to, can you believe it? Can you believe that, that Jesus laid down his life? He emptied himself so that we could be made right before God. Did, does that not like blow your mind? If it does, and if that deeply impacts you, and as you can tell, it does me but it's taken years for me to get to a place where I finally get it. Finally starting to understand and how costly it is. Because for me, following Jesus should cost me everything. Not my will, but yours be done. I'm following Jesus' example in that, and trying to do that. And I'm encouraging each and every one of you. And this is what Paul is trying to get us to. This is what he's challenging us to, to consider all that Jesus does and love other people in the same way. Remember, we, we start off this passage in, in Philippians 2 with him going, listen, this is about us coming together as one, as one church and not allowing these things to divide us and then humbling ourselves, not considering ourselves as better. Why? Because look at Jesus. Look what he did. Look how he lived his life and calling and commissioning us to do the same thing. Because when we sacrifice our wills, it points people to Jesus. So the question is this. What will you lay down so others can see Jesus? Father God, you love us. Oh my gosh, your love is so vast, so wide, so deep. Thank you, Jesus, for your death and your resurrection, your life, your example. Thank you, Spirit of God, that you remind us and are convicting us to be like Jesus the Son, to glorify the Father. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next time.